Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where you talk trash about the things people love and hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Hello, hello, hello. Back with our pre-Christmas episode. <laughs> yes, tis the season of good gossip and wonderful celebrity news. I was sort of looking for Christmas-related news, and I really couldn't find any, <laughs> but I went to four holiday parties this weekend, so I'm very, like, in the spirit, in the, in the mood. Wow. How posh of you. How very popular of you. Mr. I had four parties in a weekend. How many parties did you have, Shelby? <laughs> and I had none, because that's oh. that's uh, adulthood. You just cave into yourself and end up binge watching old seasons of the bachelor (laughs) with your husband do you have a christmas tree though yeah we put it up yeah see that just proves that you're like a more a fully evolved human and i'm not (laughs) because i'm at the point where it's like nope can't do that well you'll be gone for like three weeks so what's the point yeah yeah true um also we didn't get any reviews this week so that's frustrating come on people Get it together. (laughs) Get in the Christmas spirit. Give us a gift. All I want for Christmas is a five-star review from everyone who's listening to this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Also exciting news. I think some point in the new year, we're going to be doing a mailbag episode where, you know, everybody can send in questions and we'll answer them. So to just start this off now, if you have questions, send them in via Twitter, via Instagram. Send them to our Gmail account, which is psurong at gmail.com. We'll just be saving them up for the next month or so. And then we'll get into all the gritty details. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, maybe you want to know how we met, or what our first impressions of each other were, or who hurt Matt to the point that he became so obsessed with Big Little Big Fat Liar, but any question is a is an option. Is is on is on the table. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm going to submit some questions for you under a <laughs> pseudonym and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be what we have to end up doing since no one's responding to our call to action. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of reviews it's just nobody sent <laughs> know, us one this I week i know i'm guilting them okay i'm stalling but i needed to get to this late breaking news i'm oh. i so i don't even know if you know yet or not have you because i don't know if swifties how involved they are into the dark murky rooms of oscar uh have you heard <laughs> the news about taylor swift and oscar nominations no Breaking well, news. Oh my word. Breaking it takes news. a lot for yes. someone to tell me Taylor Swift news. So Ha-ha. hot off the presses. Yes, very hot off the press. So today uh the Academy released their short lists for a bunch of categories. So obviously like for best visual effects, like every movie that comes out this year that has visual effects is potentially nominatable, but they can't just have people you know, picking from hundreds and hundreds of movies. So they get these committees together of people in a specific branch and they narrow down the list so that when Mm. people are voting on the actual nominations, instead of voting for 200 movies, you only have a smaller amount to choose from. And one of the categories that gets limited is best song. And the nominating category narrowed it down to 15 songs and Taylor Swift's song was not one of them. So she's not (gasps) eligible for an Oscar this year. OMG. What is the reason? Because I saw a bunch about how 
certain scores didn't make the cut and like certain songs didn't fit the parameters, but was there a reason or it's basically just this weird body picks and chooses as they please? It's basically just like a quality thing, I think, where (laughs) of like, (laughs) I mean, there, I think that there were like a hundred or so eligible songs that could be nominated, but they narrowed it to 15. So it's like just the top contenders. And I guess for whatever reason, they did not like the Cats song enough to (laughs) put it on there. Do you think Cats is getting just a bad rap overall because they haven't like actually released it to people? Like, do you think that's part of it? I think that people can smell a bad movie coming and the trailers (laughs) don't look good. And the fact that they have postponed all of these screenings. I mean, we're recording this on Monday, December 16th, (laughs) and I still don't think that the press screenings have happened yet. I think that they're... I think that they're coming later this week, which is wild because just about (laughs) everything else has been screened except for maybe Star Wars. But but that's like a big... You know what? Honestly, I think people have actually seen Star Wars and it's just under a embargo right now. So the press mm-hmm. can't talk about it. But yeah. That is interesting though because I'm thinking back to like old Oscars where the songs that were nominated were like trash and like WTF, you know? And it seems weird that they wouldn't want like a celebrity star power, you know? So I'm, what were some other songs that were all shortlisted? I mean, the Beyonce one mm-hmm. from... Uh, what should I call it? The <laughs> into the into the into the not into, into the woods. The What's the into the unknown from Frozen? Mm-hmm. I think there's a the Rocket Man song. There's a maybe right. another song from The Lion King. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't know that. I'll have to get on Swiftish and see if uh, Swifties know the know the news yet. Poor Taylor, her egot moment past i was thinking because i was sort of waiting all day for these shortlists to be announced because you know that's what i do and when it came out and i saw that taylor swift wasn't on there i was sort of shocked and then i went on twitter and i was like oh nobody else is looking for this (laughs) i mean like other awards people were talking about it but i was like it's not like trending or whatever because nobody is sitting around waiting at their computers to see what the oscar shortlists are for you know like best animated short except for me R.I.P. Taylor's yeah. Oscar chances. She can come back She's and get them again another her year. Oscar chances. Chances, yes. The chances are gone. Um, I saw something else. Oscar adjacent, I guess. Marriage Story was released on Netflix after having a small theater run. And the clip of the couple, so Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson play a couple in the midst of divorce. And there's this ultimate fight they have and it went viral on twitter which i'm sure you saw and everyone yes. was like every there's just this whole twitter discourse about whether or not it was good acting and like people were like if this counts as like oscar worthy acting then my parents deserve all the awards and it's like well isn't that <laughs> the point sharon like isn't that isn't that proof that they're doing a good job if you can relate to your sad divorced parents in this way you know i don't know what were your thoughts as this was happening Yeah, I saw a lot of people being like, shouting acting is the most difficult kind, or is the (laughs) easiest kind, so like, this is worthless, why is this scene being nominated? (laughs) But if you watch the movie, obviously they're doing a lot of different things throughout it, they're not just shouting the whole time, so. I know, that's what was irritating, I just like, the Twitter discourse is kind of hard for me, because first of all, you know most of the people reacting have not seen the whole movie, they're just like, going for the likes or the retweets or whatever, maybe they really do think the scene as a standalone isn't that good, which maybe 
without the context of an entire movie building up to that moment, it could feel that way. It just (laughs) bugged me, I guess, because I feel like that's what film criticism has sort of whittled down to are these like flash in the pan moments with like Twitter and I guess that's really the only (laughs) I don't think people are having these sort of arguments on Instagram or Facebook anymore but it was just sort of a funny trend and then people were like then film critics were like this is high art like Adam Driver's the greatest person alive today and everyone was just arguing all around this one single clip and it was just a very um I don't know, sort of a lightning rod for hot takes. And and I wondered if you feel like the the attention to marriage story is kind of fade, like going more negative than positive because there was a big high there where people were like, oh yeah, they deserve the Oscar for everything. Like it's so good, such a great movie, top two of the year basically. But now I feel like the tides just shift so quickly on these films, especially when they're mass released through Netflix or streaming sites. Well, I feel like if we learned anything from last year's Oscars and Green Book, it's that whatever's <laughs> going on on Twitter is not necessarily connected with whatever people are That's voting true. for. Otherwise, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody would not have gotten anywhere near the Oscars, and yet it won at least several. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, but the other thing is that Netflix, part of their marketing strategy is that they have a whole team of people who come up with memes for their mm-hmm. movies. Because this all came out when Bird Box came out earlier this year. I think this, or maybe that was last year. (laughs) I can't remember when that was. It was like Christmas last year-ish, or like the holidays. And there were all of these memes online, and then people were like, oh, I had to go watch the movie so that I could understand the Bird Box gifts. (laughs) And Netflix sort of came out and said, yeah, we have a whole team that's like putting together these together because if you see enough memes and gifts of things then that drives people to go oh i should go see this so that i can be part of the conversation so i don't know i feel like marriage story is not the type of movie that traditionally would be getting a lot of attention and traction i mean it's kind of a not a slow movie but it's sort of a quieter movie about like a couple getting divorced it's not something flashy that you think people are going to run out and see so the fact that it's getting a lot of attention on twitter i think is just a good thing for it in general i guess we'll see yeah but people always have something to say so we need to just find a good audio clip release it to twitter and let the hounds just tear it apart oh yes well should we argue maybe really loudly yeah. on the podcast do you think that yeah. how dare you shelby <laughs> um okay more breaking news from today I don't know if you saw the pictures of Kamal Nanjani, but now he's very veiny oh, and yes. muscly, and it's sort very of disturbing. <laughs> like, I, the pictures yeah. came up on my Instagram feed. I think Vulture maybe, like, reposted the picture. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what movie is this in where they CG'd Kamal <laughs> Nanjani's head onto this weird body? And then I clicked on it and realized that, no, I guess he's in some, like, Avengers. I don't even think it's a movie. Isn't it a TV show? Maybe it is a movie. No, it's a movie. But I think but it's, like, he's an ensemble. Like, He's been on some kind of like strict diet and yeah. working out like crazy. And it is disturbing <laughs> the way he looks, ripped. honestly. He's like, like very muscular, yeah, but like a creepy muscular. Like, oh, he looks good. But then the veins, the vein thing really like, it's not like I, 
I feel bad. Like, congrats to him. Hard work. But the vein thing is just, <laughs> you know how you are with teeth. That's how I am with like super prominent veins. It just kind of creeps me out a little. <laughs> and I don't want to overanalyze this picture, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> he has like a very hairy chest and then like no hair below his nipples. And I, I was think like, that happens. That happens though. No, that yes. does not, not to that extent. That yes. is, there is a, there is a choice being made there. That is not a thing that happens naturally. I don't know. I think like maybe he trimmed up his six pack a little bit, but, but I think he's that's a, a hairy fairly... guy. <laughs> no, it was weird. It was, there was a lot of aesthetics in this picture. He was sort of oily. The veins were <laughs> popping out. So, you know, this wasn't like a random gym shot. Like this was some, there was, there was staging involved. And yeah. part of it was removing hair from parts of his body. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's I found the whole thing though, a little bit weird. On the uh, on the caption, he thanked like six different um, trainers and like talked about how it was only possible because he had a whole year to hire to do this and deal with nutritionists and only focus on this, which makes it hard for me to like send it to my husband and be like, see if he could do it, you can do it, you know. <laughs> do you want Rob to look like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want him to start shaving just his abs. And really focusing on highlighting the veins in his arms. That's just my dream right there. <laughs> Poor Rob. I'm just uh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, more props to him. He clearly worked very hard. And at least he admitted it's not easy. So the rest of us can go on deciding it's not worth it. So Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do have some Christmas related news in um a Hallmark controversy. Uh Hallmark <sighs> Channel only is known this time of year for their terribly cheesy Christmas movies, which are sometimes delightful. And they had this huge thing happen this week. It's just been highs and lows, you know, building and combusting, just an intense week for Hallmark because they on their channel featured a commercial from Zola, which is sort of a wedding planning site. Oh, yes. I know what Zola is. Yeah. (laughs) And it featured a lesbian wedding where the lesbians kiss in the end. And so a conservative group called One Million Moms started a petition, wrote about like, um, you know, they would they would stop watching the Hallmark movies, which is probably a big audience for Hallmark. And so Hallmark decided to pull the ad and they like admitted this openly to the conservatives and they're like okay we'll take this out their statement was basically like oh the debate surrounding these commercials on all sides was distracting from the purpose of our network which is to provide entertainment value and so they're like hoping this is over but of course once they cave to these conservative demands then Zola was like, you know what? We don't want to be associated with your brand. We're we're just canceling our whole contract. Like we're pulling all our ads from you, even the non-lesbian ones. And then celebrities got involved. Like, I mean, C-list celebrities who starred in their movies have shared voiced their frustration. And then Ellen DeGeneres was like, it's 2019. I can't believe you're doing this. Glad came out with a statement about how it's discriminatory and like a bad look. And um, so then <laughs> today Hallmark was like, oh, okay, like we hear you like loud crowd who's screaming a little louder than the conservatives. 
Um, we apologize. We're working with Zola to get that reinstated. We shouldn't have done this in the first place. So sorry, our bad. And so Zola has not yet confirmed whether they will partner with Hallmark Channel again. But um, Hallmark Channel also said that they were partnering with GLAAD to better represent the LGBTQ community and um, hope to have them, you know, influence more changes across the Hallmark um, company. So so we're getting a lesbian holiday yeah. romance next year is what yeah, I'm seeing exactly. has happened here. <laughs> yeah, so we can have this whole thing over again. I'm, I'm just endlessly baffled by brands and their <laughs> ways of handling these controversies. I know. I feel like here's what you do. When these people come out and they say they're a petition, you just ignore it. You don't address it in any way, shape, or form. If you think that you're going to lose people because of it, you can get rid of the ad. But don't tell them that you're getting rid of the ad. And don't tell the ad people that you're getting rid of them for that reason. Just, like, slowly phase it out. And then you don't have a big ruckus. And then if somebody confronts you later, like, why would you get rid of that ad? You can come up with any million reasons. And it doesn't look like you were pressured into it very good idea you should go into marketing maybe hallmark's hiring at this point i'm sure that somebody or another has gotten fired over this so yeah (laughs) that's a little christmas spirit there so i have a story that i put a fair amount of research into because i thought this was like an interesting look into a world that we haven't really touched on very much recently so i saw on twitter that our favorite youtuber tana mojo who had TanaCon, the infamously poorly put together i don't even know what you call it like convention for youtubers or whatever uh one creator of the year at the streamies which is basically (laughs) like the youtube equivalent to the oscars where they give it away to like influencers and whatnot so she won creator of the year so i was like one who has won this in the past because i don't like tana is famous but like not famous outside of youtube famous you know what i mean like some people have crossed over and some people haven't really So I was like looking at the list and the previous winners are like Shane Dawson, Tyler Oakley, Cameron Dallas, like some people who are like a little bit more famous. But then I was looking at the other nominees. So I put I there was 10 people nominated for this. I went through and like stalked them all online to try to figure out what exactly that they're famous for. And I want to see if you can guess what the person is famous for or no based on their name. Okay? Okay. Okay. So we're testing your YouTube you know, youthfulness by how well you know TikTok okay. stars and YouTubers. Oh, okay. No, TikTok stars too? Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, you gotta be ready. Okay. Um, what do you think Collins Key is famous for? <laughs> um I I don't know. TikTok videos. <laughs> Apparently, he's a famous vlogger who got his start as a magician on America's oh. Got Talent and is now famous enough to be nominated for Creator of the Year at the Streamies. <laughs> um, do you know who David Dobrik is? That name is familiar, but I have no idea. He's like also a YouTuber. He dated Liza Kashi, who is another YouTuber, apparently. <laughs> and he like lives in a house with a bunch of guys and they make weird videos. He was responsible for reuniting Josh Peck and um, Shane. What's his name? 
who's jo- Drake? Drake Bell. Drake Bell oh, and Josh Peck. Right, right, right. In like some some video. Um, okay, do you know who Emma Emma Chamberlain is? Is she the TikTok girl? No, she's like a no. That's Charlie something. She wasn't oh. nominated for this. Uh, no, she's a blo- She's like a vlogger who does style videos. Okay, here's an easy one. Do you know who Lily Singh is? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was reassuring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a new. Is that who has the new talk show? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah she yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a. She's like a YouTuber comedian, she but apparently right. she also has. Yes. Okay. Do you know who Lauren Gray is? No. No. She's a singer, I guess, and a TikTok star. Um, do you know who Ninja is? I have heard of that, but no. So he is a famous Twitcher, which is someone who like live streams video games. Oh, yeah. And I yes, guess yes, he's yes, very yes, yes. good at Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. Yes. So he's yeah. like famous for that. My friend uh, you know who... told me that. Yeah. Yes. Sophia Nygaard is. I think it would just be easier for me to list the two YouTubers I do know, but <laughs> no, I don't. So she does not have a Wikipedia page. She's the only person on this list who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So I was like, okay, well, you're clearly oh not gosh, winning this award. Not, yeah. She's sort Gross. of like a like a kind of goth kid who like posts like gothy style pictures. She has like an Instagram and it's lots of her wearing black, but sort of in like a preppy goth way, not in a like a act not like a Billie Eilish kind of thing, uh-huh. but more if like the cast is of Clueless became goth. goth. Is that what we're calling her? Well, I don't know what she is exactly, but it, she's not Billie Eilish is kind of grungy, you know? Uh-huh. Where this is a little more preppy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then this is the last person <laughs> who I just found Completely entrancing. Do you know who Mr. Beast is? No. So he's a stunt video maker. And I pulled this bit from his Wikipedia page because this is crazy that this can get you nominated. In January 2017, Mr. Beast, obviously not his real name. His real name is something Donaldson. Donaldson published an almost day-long video of himself counting to 100,000. The stunt took him 40 hours, with some parts sped up to keep it under 24 hours. A subsequent video titled Counting to 200,000 Road to a Mill was uploaded the next month, although according to Donaldson, it it too had to be sped up because the full 55 hours of counting exceeded YouTube's upload limit. Additionally, Donaldson has tried to break glass using 100 megaphones, watched paint dry for an hour, and unsuccessfully attempted to spin a fidget spinner for a day. Yikes. This is is what we're up against nominating for the streamies. (laughs) So it's it's a real crazy world out there, people. If you don't follow the vloggers and the YouTubers and the TikTokers, because... Weird things are happening. Yeah, I guess I count myself lucky. I really didn't know any of them. But I'm glad Tana won, I guess, because I do know her. So, And these, I guess, are like the biggest name people that they could get. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, these are the nominees. So there's a million other people who are less successful than them. This is wild. YouTube and all that is a very weird, weird world. Yeah, I think most of the fans are, like, in junior high yeah. and high school. But all of these people are older than that. So it's it's strange. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, should we get into love it or hate it? Yes. Uh, do you have a love it or hate it this week? I do. Let me pull up my notes. What do I have? Oh, I'm talking about The Mandalorian. Oh. Which, yes. Are you watching? I watched the first few, but then I my husband went on without me when I was in New York last week. Well, I mean, easy to catch up on. The episodes are only half hour. <laughs> yeah, it is easy. Uh, I just haven't bothered. <laughs> okay, whatever. The Mandalorian, for those who, of you who do not know, is the new Star Wars series that's on Disney+. Plus. You may have seen the Baby Yoda memes everywhere. Uh it's about a bounty hunter who gets tasked with finding somebody who is supposedly 50 years old and he has like a tracker beacon but doesn't know who this person is. And so the bounty hunter, you know, tr- tracks it down and realizes that the 50-year-old is actually baby Yoda, but Yoda's, I guess, evolve at a slower rate. So it's still a baby, even though it's 50. And Mm -hmm. he's supposed to take it back to these bad guys and give it to the bad guys and get his money. But instead, he decides, oh, I want to rescue Baby Yoda. I don't want to turn him in because he's such a little cutie patootie. (laughs) So then the whole rest of the series, at least to date, is him with Baby Yoda running around while the bad guys sort of chase him down. The episodes are only half hour. It's gotten a little repetitive because it's sort of like every week there's a new mission. But I I like how short it is. Baby Yoda's super cute. And I don't know about you, but like the production value of this show just looks so expensive. Like everything is practical <laughs> effects. It's not CG. It's yeah. like real built out spaces and things. And Baby Yoda's an actual puppet. I'm I'm very into it. I'm into it a lot more than I thought I was going to be into it based on some of Star yeah, Wars' other choices. because you didn't start right away, right? It took you some convincing to watch it? No. I mean, I sort of knew that I would watch it, but yeah, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, it came out tonight, <laughs> let's watch it. I sort of like let them build up for a little while and then got uh-huh. into it after that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Baby Yoda is very cute. Like, he's very cute, but something about it just feels like... It's just driven to make Baby Yoda gifts. Like, I think that's the sole purpose of this television show is just Baby Yoda gifts and merch and plush, snuggly teddy bears. Oh, yeah. They clearly knew what they were doing. At one of the four Christmas parties I was at this weekend, there was a guy who was wearing a Baby Yoda Christmas sweater. I was like, you you cannot tell me that they came up with this after this became a meme. Like, they (laughs) knew full well this past summer that this is going to be a big deal and started getting that Christmas merch ready then. Yeah. But you know what? I can't believe him. He's a cute little guy. He's cuter than almost. I mean, I think BB-8 is cuter just personality-wise, but I think Baby Yoda is probably a close second for Baby Yoda sipping the tea. Baby Yoda eating the frog at one point. (laughs) Like, he's got stuff going for him. What's your love it or hate it? Well, coincidentally, it's a Disney Plus show, too. Um... I've become obsessed with this reality show on Disney Plus called Encore, which is basically um, Kristen Bell produced it. She doesn't really she makes one appearance in the first episode, but otherwise it's not associated with her. But they find these old high school like cast who did a musical back in the day. So like in the 90s or the early 2000s. 
or the 80s. So they're like full on do, adults now. They're full on adults. They're not now, like 20 back. somethings on Broadway. No, 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 no. no. These are like <laughs> adults who, you know, the shine has left and there's a little there's a little bit more struggle behind their eyes, but um they come back for to do an encore performance within 1 week. So the whole show is basically them reuniting and figuring out their parts again and it's directed by like a real Broadway director and a real music director and then they bring in like additional casts to round it out who've all been on like real shows and stuff and so part of it is just you watch for the train wreck effect where these people aren't as talented as either they were or never were (laughs) but you're also just engaged in like the feel good like these people are talking about high school and they're like talking about how they've grown up and there's relationship dramas from like exes who are forced to reunite and (sighs) people who are like like on this last episode one of the girls was like I know I didn't play Annie in the original cast but I'd like to do it now and so there's some drama between you know wait they redid Annie (laughs) with all adults (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So they've done like Annie. They've done. Um, I just forgot all the musicals. They've also, ever done. what kind of a person is so thirsty that coming back 20 years later is like, you know what? I want the role of Annie. Like <laughs> it's that amazing. person needs help. It's a real character study. And like, I think I've missed it because, you know, I watch The Bachelor, love it. But everyone's very hyper aware on The Bachelor. Like they're self-aware. They know they're there for the followers, whatever else. There's something still so earnest and like raw about these people who are just kind of like, you know, real people from real America who are just like, you know, these sad guys stuck in these dead end jobs who come back to relive their glory days in high school. And it's just... It's amazing. I've loved everything. Are they episode. doing like the same choreography and stuff that they did in the original? No, it seems like they like they bring in a new choreographer. So and it's unclear like how like it seems like they do the whole production, which is pretty impressive. Some of them are more talented than others. But it's all just like so fun to watch. And there's a music director who is just delightful. He's in most of the episodes and he's clearly like underwhelmed by everyone he's witnessing but he's so nice about it it's sort of like the american equivalent of the great british baking show where you have these like really nice people doing nice things and like everyone's trying their best so you're just happy (laughs) and it's also hilarious to round out our discussion of Disney Plus, have you watched any of High School Musical, the musical, the series? Oh, no, no, not at all. I well, I watched the first five minutes and I couldn't stand the like shaky cam, weirdly established mockumentary. I just I hated it. I watched the first episode, and it is bonkers. For our fans, the premise of the show is that the high school where the (laughs) high school musical movies were filmed but so it's where they were filmed but not the actual like fictional school that's in the movie so it's called something else in this but supposedly like this series is 
High School Musical, the musical, the series is based in like the real world where people have watched High School Musical and their school where it was filmed has never actually done a production of High School Musical. (laughs) So they are going to therefore do that at this school, but have it filmed as if it was a documentary, except for the whole thing is fictional. It is the most convoluted, (laughs) confusing setup for a show. So it's set up as a mockumentary, like The Office or whatever. Fine. I can get behind that. But it features, like, flashbacks to, like, staged moments that happened off camera. So it's very confusing. That, like, really drove me nuts. And then on top of that, the premise is that these two main characters who really should not get the lead roles and are like very clearly not as good as their competition get cast in the lead roles because the drama teacher's like i like some excitement i want to see what happens with this and it's <laughs> well that's it's what just wild in the original taylor in the original high school musical right i mean they're not yeah i guess so sharpay as sharpay and her brother <laughs> yeah yeah, I guess that's true, but I don't know. It's just it's just wild. I watched an episode and was like, I, I can't. I'm already watching The Politician. I can't watch two just, like, bizarre, convoluted messes yeah. of the shows at once. So I know. But it's there if you want it, if that speaks to you. I don't know who their target audience is, but it was not me. Well, there you go. Now you have a full wrap-up of everything that's going on <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to discuss Jumanji, the next level, the new Jumanji movie. Apparently the fourth Jumanji movie, for those of you keeping track, which <laughs> is interesting because I did not realize that was the case. But we'll be discussing that and the new Ghostbusters trailer. All kinds of fun things. So we will see you on Thursday. Anything else to add, Shelby? Nope. Okay, bye.